The holidays are among us. It used to be uncool to get socks, but now it's very cool. Everybody wants a good pair of socks, and Strideline has the best. Go check them out, guys. Strideline.com, Sealess 20 for 20% off. They're great for a stocking stuffer. They're great just as a gift. You know people that work out. These socks are honestly so comfortable running, working out, walking around the house, whatever you got to do. Don't. Just listen to me. They got plenty of testimonials going on them. So go check them out. Perfect gift. Strideline.com. C-list 20 at checkout for 20% off. And let me know what you think of the socks. Riley and Jake, the co-founders, they're awesome. So go support them. Strideline.com. C-list 20 for 20% off. Welcome back for another episode of C-List News. It is episode 12, also the finale episode, also our first video episode. So just thanks for sticking with me. Anchor told me that seasons are usually 10. I'm going 12. I didn't release yesterday, meaning Monday, because I went to the Eagles game, Eagles-Giants. There's a few things that I have to say on this topic. Eagles are dominant. They're 12 and 1. Giants are terrible. Their fans are even worse than the team. We were there. It was raining. Well, actually, the rain kind of held off, which was super sick, but definitely cold. The fans were leaving by halftime. The fans were leaving by halftime. What fan base does that? It was still a game, per se. I mean, the Giants were playing terrible, but it was still very much a game. I Eagles fans just don't do that. By the end of the game, it was probably 98% Eagles fans, 2% Giants fans. So anyways, the Eagles go on. They're 12-1. Jalen Hurts was 21 for 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions once again. The man doesn't turn over the ball. So that's pretty dope. Also, this is a video, and I forgot that my TV has this warning on. So just ignore it, okay? It's going to go off eventually. My logo is supposed to go up there, but I couldn't figure it out. And you know what? That's how you live and learn because we're still on season one, okay? Season two is going to come with a lot more. I made some tweaks throughout the season, so I appreciate all the feedback. I really do, even if it was feedback where you were like, yo, get your shit together. I appreciate the feedback. Season two is coming. Content calendar is on its way. Guests, I heard you loud and clear. We need guests on the show, so that'll be coming. Do you guys want interviews, or do you just want to rift on news? I'm not really sure how we're going to do the guest yet some episodes might be news some might just be rifting which i think will be welcomed so i'm looking forward to that and i appreciate you guys sticking around all season long i do need to quickly jump back to the eagles giants game not to go full like crazy here but metlife stadium that was my first time there 
it was it was all right i mean the corridor kind of janky not gonna lie the stadium itself was kind of dope like inside you stop selling alcohol at halftime so like the start of the third the minute the ball or the whistle blows for the third you stop selling alcohol that is absurd so anyways i'm sealess news did my research the last game of the Jets' 2005 season was declared alcohol-free after a pair of stabbings in a stadium men's room, and beer sales were banned after halftime beginning in 1989, the season after Jets fans during a one-sided Monday Night Football loss to the Bills started setting fires off in the stands. That's wild. I mean, Philadelphia fans are crazy, but I think that might have us beat. So that is why you can't buy alcohol after halftime. Pretty wild. Also, I love that you guys are seeing me on video because one, this isn't my usual setup. You know that I usually have a photo behind me if you ever watch my social media. But also, I love that you're watching me because I pause a lot for inflection or I'm not really sure why. And I've noticed that because it's a podcast and you're not actually seeing me speak, it sounds like I'm just pausing. So I've started to edit my podcast to make those pauses shorter. But now you can see me and see that I'm not just like forgetting words. I just genuinely speak like that. So that's how that goes. It was exciting to see Syracuse basketball on Saturday look like a team. But then we just came out and played Mammoth and looked once again like we didn't know how to play. So... I'm not really sure what's going on with the basketball team. I really am not. I don't know if we should be excited or if we should be nervous. The Syracuse soccer team just won the national championship. So that was pretty sick in penalty shootout seven, six. I don't really watch college soccer, the world cup, obviously. Yes. College. No, I was, I was, I was so into this game. I don't even know why. But anyways, it went into penalty shootouts. Syracuse first championship ever for them. And breaking news, guys. It just happened tonight. Just happened Monday night. Sam Bankman has officially been arrested in the Bahamas. I feel like this was a long time coming since all of this FTX stuff came down the pike. He's arrested. So I don't know how that's going to play out because he's supposed to basically testify in front of our government officials. I don't know how that plays. I didn't do that research. Sealess News didn't cover it, but I'm going to roll with it because it's happening. So anyways, on today's episode of Sealess News, we're getting into a kind of crazy yet funny yet a very opinionated section of Sheila's news around Serena Williams and Steph Curry being involved in a lawsuit. We will then touch on the Twitter file saga. I have a few comments here. I didn't go full fact-based. I went more commentary on this one, bringing in some facts. And then we'll jump into Brittany Griner being freed from a Russia prison. We'll then go into closing news and send you off for not only a week we will be back in January. I'm not giving a date because 
I don't want to lie to you people and say I'm releasing an episode on this date and it's not coming out. I have some guests to align, so we're going to hold off on giving you a date. But in January, C-List News will be back, so enjoy the holiday season. Write into me on Instagram. I'll try and keep the Instagram feed like kind of active so you guys don't forget about C-List News. And then we'll be back in January for season two. Real quick, season two will not just be 12 episodes. We're going to run it a little bit longer and then we will break season two and go into season three. But since this was my first season, I did want to take a break around the holidays, kind of regroup, get that content calendar going and hopefully make improvements to the show. If you would like to be on the show or you would like to write in your improvement criterias and updates, please just let me know. I honestly appreciate it. So with that, let's get into C-List News. All right, so fresh $4 billion lawsuit surrounds 41-year-old Serena Williams and Steph Curry after a staggering losses claim. It is claimed that celebrity endorsement of the NFT brand artificially increased the demand and value of the Board Ape Yacht Club, NFTs, and Yoga Labs, ApeCoin crypto tokens, causing buyers to lose a staggering amount of money. Fans had initially met NFTs with skepticism, as they did with crypto as well. But however, when notable athletes like Serena Williams and Steph Curry started endorsing the firms, people thought it was interesting enough to invest. I have a few stats here, some C-list news, whatever you want to call it. So we do have Eminem, Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, Paris Ellen, and Timbaland that did invest in these NFTs, also lost big, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, however, I just have a few thoughts here. Like celebrities that endorse something doesn't mean that they're necessarily investing themselves. Now, in the case of the Board Ape Yacht NFTs, there was investments from celebrities. There were celebrities coming out and basically saying that this is where you can put your money. I get that. But at the end of the day, these celebrities don't need these NFTs to, you know, bring in and become financially secure. So I think that's where we got to separate the celebrities from the regular people. Also, just because they endorse a product doesn't mean that they're actually investing themselves. So, but some of them are. So Justin Bieber last month discovered that the Bored Ape <laughs> NFT he bought back in January for a stunning $1.3 million. So he bought it for 1.3. It's now plunged by plunged in value by 95%. So he's also lost just about all of it. And the value of the nondescript, non-fungible token dropped following the crash in Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX. Classic. Everything leads back to Bankman. You know what I mean? I don't know why we trusted that man to begin with. And now he's arrested. And not only is he arrested, but since I'm delivering this on Tuesday night, he's arrested in the Bahamas. This drives me a little bit insane, not to go on a tangent here. But he was arrested, and now he's not 
actually going under oath and going to have to answer to the United States government and the United States citizens. So that kind of drives me crazy, but we'll see what comes of that. Anyways, on to the next. Um, the $1.3 million price he paid was 300% more than its reported value at the time of his January purchase, meaning that it could have cost as little as $208,237. So Justin Bieber completely overpaid for this ape. However, I don't think that it really made a difference to him personally. I'm sure he doesn't love losing money. Also, these celebrities are just, they're not financial wizards. They're celebrities. They don't, I'm not saying that they don't know much about crypto, but, or NFTs or any of this stock market, whatever. But like, they don't need these things to become financially free. So the complaint alleges that the celebrities praised the Yoga Labs and backed Ford Ape Yacht Club NFTs to the public by claiming to be customers themselves. Defendants' promotional campaign was wildly successful, generating billions of dollars in sales and resales, according to the lawsuit. But it alleges that the billions of dollars were generated in sales and resales through manufactured celebrity endorsement and misleading promotions and at no point did any of the defendants register these securities with the sec it's a lot of jargon to throw out at you all i know is that if a celebrity is endorsing an nft or a crypto or a stock or anything it doesn't like just be careful don't put all your money into it it doesn't mean that it's bulletproof also Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful, however you want to call him. Apparently, he also lost like $15 million from the FTX crash. So Sam Bankman's just messing up everyone. Regardless, that's only 3% of his net worth, according to Google. So, like, just be careful in what you're investing in. And NFTs and crypto have always been a little questionable. I've said it in another podcast, I've won, I've lost in crypto, but it's definitely not bulletproof, neither is the stock market. So just be careful what you're investing in, all right? And celebrities don't always know the best thing to invest in and their investment, if they lose their investment, it probably doesn't hurt them nearly as much as the average folk. All right, speaking of average folks or non-average folks. I don't know what's going on with Elon Musk, but these Twitter files have been coming out. All I'm going to say is that we now know that there was censorship on the platform. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but there were many stories that were talked about. So we have the 2020 election, the Hunter Biden laptop, the vid. I'm calling it the vid because Spotify slaps the C19 tag on my post the minute you say the C word. So it's the vid. I'm going to see if I get a slap anyways of the tag. It just drove me crazy on like episode three. I mentioned one time C19. And here I was being told that I was talking about C19. Anyways, at the end of the day, Elon Musk did take over Twitter. I think he's trying to make it a successful company, but... He's definitely a villain currently. These Twitter files, I like 
I think everyone was excited for him to take over because Twitter was a sinking ship and he was coming in to revive it. I don't think that Twitter knew that he was going to go through all of this information to pull out old tweets, censored tweets, emails that were talked, like emails that went to executives basically around censoring people. I don't think that that was kind of on their radar. I'm convinced personally, Twitter is not the only platform that has censorship. I think that if Snapchat were ever to be raided, <laughs> or if Elon bought Snapchat or something, I don't know, if it ever got hacked, really, your selfies would be all over the internet. I'm pretty sure they're all safe. And I know I'm just being G-rated, all right? I know that it's not just selfies and there's some other things that people are sharing on Snapchat. But I'm just saying that it's a G-rated show. Now, he's also rolling out, Elon's also rolling out a platform for learning if you've been shadow banned. Shadow banned to me is kind of like a Gen Z terminology. So I had to look up what shadow banning actually was. So it's basically the action to be able to tweet. So you can send out your tweet, publish it, but the content is actually hidden from other users. So essentially silencing the user. I've probably been shadow banned. I like to think so because I don't get many traction, much traction across my tweets. Now I really don't tweet. I just retweet and like, I don't even know favorite tweets and it's all sports for the most part. Um, what else do I have to say about the Twitter saga? So I would like to see what comes of this. I guess here's my bottom line. Jack Dorsey went in front of Congress under oath saying there was no censorship. It's clear that there was. All I'm here to say is that if you're writing it, it's never gone. If Elon Musk can find all of these things that are going on on the platform, you got to be careful what you're writing. Pick up the phone and call someone. I don't think they're going to be recording your call, or at least you have a lot better of a chance that they're not going to be recording the call. But if you text it, they can pull it up at any point. They can take a screenshot. They can send it across the world. So just be careful. I'm going to keep everyone updated on the Twitter files, but I don't want to get controversial. All I'm saying is I don't think that censorship is very good for the country. Shadow banning seems... I don't know how I feel about shadow banning. I think regular folks get shadow banned all the time. This tool that's coming out, you can basically put in your username or something and it'll tell you if you've been shadow banned. So we'll find out pretty easily if uh, if people have been shadow banned. Last thought here, and this is a sincere thought that I have had for many years, I guess, because there's been so much sad news around shootings and it all comes down to a mental health play. And I'm just confused as to why we can do all of this research on these platforms, get all of this information, whether you agree with Elon Musk or you disagree with Elon Musk, or you really don't care. There has to be a better way to find out all these crazies. Every single time there's a crazy shooting, you can look up their YouTube, their texts, their tweets, their Instagrams, like all of these things culminating. And we just miss, miss the red flags.
So I would love to see the platform do good in that area. And I think we can all get behind that. So if we can turn some of this kind of censorship and knowledge that we have on people into a good way of finding the bad and calling out the red flags on platforms, I'm all for that. I'm all for not censoring people as well. I just think that we can turn some of this negativity around Elon and him doing all these things and turn it to the good when it comes to mental health and what's going on in our country as far as some of the violent acts that have taken place and violent shootings and all of these other terrible things that have happened. And I always say one last thing, but I did have one more thought. And that's just how podcasting goes. The thought comes in and the thought goes out. So anyways, um, we'll keep you updated on Twitter files when I come back in January. If there's any updates there. And then for the big news of the week, Brittany Griner is back on U.S. soil. One-to-one swap for the Merchant of Death, Victor Bout. This is a controversial one. I think it's great that we got Brittany home. First of all, serving nine years for having some cannabis oil or something. Now, I'm going to take this from a different perspective. She was arrested on February 17th, seven days later, Russia invaded Ukraine. And I'm just going to tell you that if you go back and you watch the news and you look at all these things that were going on, you knew that this was a potentiality that Poon was going to do this. And I just think that her agent, herself, Anybody that was involved with her career should have been like, Brittany, maybe this season, this off season, let's let's hold off. Let's not go to Russia. She also brings in a huge amount of revenue for Russia. So the fact that they arrested her, she's never going back there. I can guarantee she's never going back to play there. So that wasn't very smart. Anyways, the swap itself, very controversial because... Bout was serving a 25-year sentence at a medium security prison in Illinois for conspiring to kill U.S. nationals and selling weapons to the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. So, but we got Brittany Griner back. But this merchant of death, like, the dude didn't learn a thing being in the U.S. prison. He went home to Russia. He went on TV almost immediately sharing that He believes in the Russia-Ukraine war. We should have invaded Ukraine sooner. Like, literally, the guy's still a lunatic. So he hasn't learned anything. I mean, I'm happy to see Griner back on U.S. soil. Her, Brittany's wife, Sherelle, very thankful to the Biden administration and everybody that helped get Brittany home. She's also committed to helping bring home Paul Whelan and any other detainee in Russia. Whalen was a journalist serving time in Russia. He has spent four years in prison in Russia, convicted of espionage charges in which the U.S. has determined his detention to be unlawful and criticized the Russian criminal allegations and court process as a sham. And that's just how it goes, folks. I mean, definitely was a sham, and I hope he gets home. Victor Bout, though, so the swap, I can understand that being controversial because we were getting a WNBA star, borderline celebrity. I guess she is a celebrity, right? She's more an athlete. 
in my eyes. I guess she's a celebrity. Celebrity athlete. And then we were giving up the Merchant of Death. He's already like conspiring things and I don't know what's going on there. I'm just happy that Brittany's home. I don't think she should have been serving this time. I do think that her agent and her should have had bigger discussions. And it probably, like, she obviously made a mistake. Just crazy, though, that this was the swap. And hopefully we can get Whalen home and anybody else wrongfully detained. I know that Whalen also had a phone call with Biden. And, well, his administration, essentially, in hopes that, you know, we got Grindr home. Now can we get Whalen home? Hope that happens. And, yeah, that's my that's my story on that. But it's just crazy. Like, Brittany Griner should not have been serving any time for what happened. And that just goes to show how insane Russia is. And Putin is a lunatic. All right, ChatGPT will kick us off in closing news. ChatGPT is a prototype artificial intelligence chatbot developed by OpenAI, which specializes in dialogue. The chatbot is a large language model fine-tuned with both supervised and reinforcement learning techniques. Okay, this is absurd. This takes cheating in school, cheating in anything to the next level. Chatbots are very powerful, and I have to just get this out of the way because I literally can't talk about it. The organization was founded in San Francisco in late 2015 by Sam Allman, Elon Musk, and others. How does Elon Musk touch everything? I need to know. The man cannot sleep. I, I need to know. I feel like the more I do this podcast, the more I learn what he's involved in. He's like inserting chips into people. Then he has Tesla, he has SpaceX, he has Twitter, open AI in some respect, like it's just absurd. So I, I'm done talking about it. If you want to try out the chatbot, check out chat GPT um, by open AI and you can go check it out for yourself. I, I'm baffled that Elon is involved there. Um, in other news, all South Koreans to become younger as traditional age system is great. Now, for what reason? So essentially, they're taking a year off. And it actually does make sense because South Koreans are deemed to be a year old when they are born. So instead of being like zero and then you're one for your first birthday, you're already two at that birthday. So they're basically scraping that. So honestly... This kind of makes sense. I just don't know why they're doing that. And I can assure you that that was a bad decision from the start and they should have just been like everyone else. All right, the World Cup's still going on. Argentina crushed Croatia today. And the team that wins the World Cup will receive $42 million. So... Just good for them. Did you guys see the grandparents go viral after they were caught stealing a plant from a shopping mall? It's honestly, I don't know if it's 
like cute or if it's just like weird. I think it's more weird because I've never once walked around a shopping mall and been like, let me steal that plant. But the funniest part is they didn't even steal like the plant fixture. They stole like one stem and put it in their bag and just walked away. I will, if I can, I'll post that on social media just so you can see it. And there's a 12 year old that's going viral right now. He's not going viral necessarily for anything that special. It's just that he does not look 12 years old. He won a football award. The award itself was the 12 under division one most valuable player. He honestly looks older than I do. He looks very mature. He already has tattoos, which I thought you had to be 18 to get tattoos. Do you have to be 18 to get tattoos? This is why I need a producer. They could look this stuff up really quick. Anyways, he's going viral there. And I think that's where I'm going to end the closing news segments because that's just what I'm going to do. Anyways, this podcast, C-List News, we're going to get into it in January. I really appreciate you guys sticking around. I know that I haven't released episodes all the time on time. My sister tells me all the time. It's very annoying. Anyways, enjoy the holidays. I'm really looking forward to season two. Like I said, putting the content calendar together, got some guests lined up, trying to figure out the direction of the show. If I want to do more interviews, if I want to talk news, how I want to bring in the news with interviews, I'm not really sure. I do enjoy doing the video format, although it does add a different pressure now that people are watching me. So we'll work through that, but I've already heard some people be like, I would do a show like more like interview style where you can see somebody. So thanks so much for sticking around. This podcast honestly got me completely out of my comfort zone. I don't, I obviously can speak. That's not the problem. I'm pretty extroverted, but I don't really like, I don't know, just got me out of my comfort zone. So honestly, it's kind of good. Um, it's probably a good thing for me to get out of my comfort zone and try something different. I just really wanted to give a shot in the podcast world and you guys have been great as fans. Hopefully I can grow it, be a little more active on social, get a little better at marketing it. And we'll go from there. I mean, season two, hopefully will bring some welcomed change and let me know if you have any feedback. Anyways, enjoy the holidays. Really appreciate you guys listening, and we will talk in January. Happy and healthy new year. Sealess News out.